welcome back to part two, Come and See Inspirations. My name is Shane Ambrose. Delighted that you are joining us on this week's podcast. Uh, still here with John Keeley. And uh, we're delighted to welcome back to the programme this morning um, our good friend, Noreen Lynch, all the way from Spanish Point. Good morning, Noreen. Good morning to you all. It's lovely to be talking to you. And uh, how, are we, how are we doing? We're doing very well. Um, <clears throat> we're blessed to be over by the sea. And, you know, for all that it might be a small bit cold and a bit dark, there's great light when you get anywhere near the water. So it's been a lovely January for us here in Spanish Point and Langmaid last. Indeed. I was actually, I heard something <coughs> on the radio the other day where they were talking that there is already the stretch in the evening. <laughs> and, and that by the end of January, there will, the stretch will have been an hour. Yeah. They, they, they literally yeah. had to have it measured down. So I think by this week we had got a stretch of like fifteen minutes or something. It was just amazing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it's as we look as we look towards the coming of the spring, which ties in nicely, Noreen, to what we're going to talk about on this morning's <laughs> podcast. So you know, we were mulling it over and back and forth, and John and myself having our usual panic: what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? You know. <laughs> Like gerbils in the background trying to pull the program, the podcast together each week. But anyway, uh, we had the inspiration, and to be fair enough, John prompted the touch, but uh, we did have the inspiration that, well, January kind of is a strange kind of a month at the best of times. Mm-hmm. Um, you've come through kind of the razzmatazz of Christmas, depending on your tradition and your family way you do things mm-hmm. christmas might have been over on the on the on the first of january you might have dragged it out until the sixth in our house we dragged it out until the ninth uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so and then you're facing into kind of you know blues of blues of january as you call it. what was the name of that song noreen from the first the january blues january blues exactly so um but at the same time and you see what compounds it this year of course is we're, we're in our second january in covid and i think that's what yeah. kind of makes it a bit harder as well because yeah. normally i suppose i'd be saying to people let january be january in one sense yeah. you know the earth well we're obviously talking from a northern hemisphere point of view but you know normally january is the month of the earth taking its time before it gets ready for the exuberance of the spring and in some ways, it's no harm for us to do that as well. But it's not as easy this time around, I think, Noreen, would be fair no. to say. I think that that's, that's very true. Um, I suppose my sense for myself, and we can only speak for ourselves, um, but maybe that some listeners might, might get this. My sense is that normally <clears throat> we know January isn't easy because it's not a happy, bright month full of tulips and daffodils. And often we're at, at the end of Christmas... The, the energy that sustained us through Christmas, the Christmas season, right up to Epiphany, right up to, to the arrival of the three wise men who finally get into the crib. Um, there's something to look forward to. And then there's a month that for many people financially is tough. For many people waking up to the dark and going to bed to the dark is tough. Going to bed, you know, when you get in the evening, it's, it's, even though you have the extra time, it still feels like you can't take a walk at seven o'clock at night. It's too dark in your head. It's not true. You still can. But that's the that sense of dark. And then there's the story of January being tough, because, of course, the more people that tell us January is tough, the more we believe it's tough. I think what we often do, this is my reflection, and what we often do is we we throw ourselves into stuff in January. So whether it's operation transformation, whether it's New Year's resolution, 
whatever it is we say I'll do something and that'll give me energy and you know we go out at night we do a new night a new course or we get back to the the committee we were on and there's all this movement and in some way we go against our body clock we push ourselves you know if you think about your body clock that says it's dark I don't want to get up but I have to you know I'm the school principal I have to go to school <laughs> so we push against all of that normally and we are actually as a culture a people who are used to artificial light to ignoring the seasons to insisting on being productive that stuff must go on and in I suppose the first year of a pandemic <clears throat> there's a sense of survival and of it being abnormal but this year I'm really struck myself with the sense that maybe this is the way it's supposed to be not sad depressed but maybe hibernation isn't a bad thing it does fit maybe in a model of you must be productive but then that's exactly what Moses brought people out of. Pharaoh said, you only have value when you're producing, when you're busy, when you're working for me. And God said, no, that's not what I made you. So I'm very struck by allowing ourselves, not, I'm not talking about sitting now with terrible sadness, because sometimes people are very sad in January. But with that sense of the seasons, that in some way we're being invited all the time at the moment through La Data Sea, to all different conversations, to come back into an, a deep appreciation of the, the world we live in, the planet, that we don't try and live as humans who are separate from the world, but we really see that God is in all things. So what I've tried to do this January very much is to notice where God is at work and to kind of give up the story that there's nothing happening or that it's all quiet and that there will be something in the future because God's name is I Am. And I found a lovely short quote um, in a gardening magazine, actually, and Rosalie Muller Wright said, January is the quietest month in the garden, but just because it looks quiet doesn't mean that nothing is happening. The soil open to the sky absorbs the pure rainfall, while microorganisms convert tilled under fodder into usable nutrients for the next crop of plants. The feasting earthworms tunnel along, airing the soil and preparing it to welcome seeds and bare roots to come. And it really struck me that the story that like we're waiting for for spring is a kind of a, a people of Babylon sitting and going, we're waiting for the Lord to rescue us. But God is with us in January and things are happening. And if we only like what happens above the ground is actually the end result. The snowdrops coming out now, they were months preparing and they're part of a cycle. It's not just about getting those particular flowers up there, those roots and the way they work helps the whole soil to work, helps the whole root system underneath trees to, to work. The earthworms are busy. The leaves that fell in autumn are being broken down and made into mulch, you know, just by nature. And then all of this is part of process. And so too for us as humans, there's a process of allowing ourselves to be broken down a small bit and to say what matters. You know, if we go back to Deuteronomy right at the beginning, when the people came out of Egypt and said, we don't know who we're supposed to be now because we always just did what we were told and we were busy. Now we come into a new place and God said, the things that matter are these, the Ten Commandments. And then he said, every seven days you have to stop because no matter how much you intend it, you'll forget who you are and you'll be busy and you'll be about making money and profit. So every seven days stop, that's the Sabbath. Every seven years, let the land life fallow. You know, don't harvest anything. Let your neighbours who are in need take what they need. You will have enough because you need a year to remember. That's a sabbatical. And after seven times seven years, declare a jubilee on the 50th year. 
and debts are cancelled, prisoners are freed, sins are forgiven, all these things. And I just this January have a real sense of let the land lie fallow, that God is at work. That, you know, there, for, for example, for me, I would find sometimes it would come up in me, oh Lord, where am I being called and how am I managing and should I be busy? And I say, how much do I miss of what God has to say to me because I am so busy telling God what I think God's saying? How, how busy and how much am I you know, putting on programs and being about things to prove something in me? And actually, what I've been given is a moment now that we probably will never again have in our lifetime once we get going again. Of a little bit of discomfort, a bit of loneliness, a bit of unsureness. And these things are not pleasant. It's not that we want these things. Suffering for its own sake is no use to anyone. But what we have is a moment where we can say, God can be at work in this too. And just, I, I, I don't want to stop you, Shane, to come back in. I, was, I brought a, a Tyler de Chardin reflection that I thought might be a nice one to just hear um, just in this January time. And he talks about the slow work of God. You know, when we're so convinced that we must immediately and that unless we're productive and busy and unless we have all the numbers of people that sure, you know, where's God at all? Have we forgotten? But actually under the earth, something is happening. So I'm just going to read this. It's just a gentle reflection for people. And, and I suppose I want to say I'm not saying that that being sad or lonely is OK. You know, we need to go out and find our neighbours and mind each other. But perhaps the slow work is that this time of the year is the time to write a letter to somebody. You might have sent Christmas cards, but to pick up the phone to somebody because you won't have that time in June to to visit one person if you can't visit six, to not wait for the first communion. You know, little things that you might say, well, at Christmas, I wasn't able to go out this year. You know, I could. But in January, I might be able to meet two friends for a cup of tea in a safe space where I feel comfortable. You know, little things that kind of are bringing us back to what matters. So Tyler de Chardin wrote this. He said, above all, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages. We are impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. Yet it is the law of all progress that it is made up by passing through some stages of instability. And that may take you a very long time. And so I think it is with you. Your ideas mature gradually. Let them grow. Let them shape themselves without undue haste. Do not try to force them on as though you could be today what time, that is to say grace, what time and circumstances acting on your own goodwill will make you tomorrow. Only God could say what this new spirit gradually forming in you will be. Give our Lord the benefit of believing that God's hand is leading you and accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. Above all, trust in the slow work of God, our loving vine dresser. Teilhard de Chardin. That's, it's a fabulous piece. I love that last, uh, our, 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 our lovely vine dresser. It's, 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 it's a fabulous uh, description, very much so. And um, yeah, I think it's, there's a very valid point that you were making, Noreen, 
there's a huge kind of expectation that just because the calendar moves over, um, there's this big, huge drive that, you know, things must be better and must be new. Um, Benjamin O'Toole had an interesting piece actually in the Irish Times. Well, first paragraph was the interesting bit where he kind of discussed that idea as well. Um, and it's, 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 it's an interesting one as well that um, a lot of people, I've, more and more over the years, I've met people who don't do New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's they just it's 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 almost this um, false not a false sense of frivolity but but this idea that because January is the start you must you must you must as you said pick up new habits or get fit or all the rest mm-hmm. of it. Uh, personally, I've always said to people, do not start your New Year's resolutions in January. <laughs> personally, I, I don't do New Year's resolutions in January. They don't work. They don't mm-hmm. last. You don't keep going. Um, particularly if they involve deprivation in the middle of the month, um, no, that's not going to work. And for some, they do. For some, they're great. You know, <laughs> freedom. I suppose. I yeah. suppose this is the the, the gift of, of faith, is that say God is walking with me. So I may choose to do that. It might be really helpful, but I may also choose something else. And what we're being given is a moment to step out of consumerism and capitalism and patriarchy and all of that stuff that says you must and you should. You have to have a certain color. You have to have a certain height of heels. You have to be a certain shape. We're being given a space to breathe out of that. Um, and we have a lot of other pressures. I'm very conscious for parents, very conscious for those in healthcare, people, the SNAs in schools and teachers, people who go into homes every day, home help, and literally carry people out of their beds so that they'll have a day down in the middle of their house and feel that their life is moving a little bit. People who are doing all that work, I suppose what I'd be saying is where we can, can we be kind to each other and say, God can still be in this if we're not doing six other things that we normally would have the energy to do, but that it's hard to have energy to do at the moment. You know, mm. the God who grows an oak tree also grows a snowdrop and both are, <laughs> you know. John, you got to come in. Yeah, there? yeah. I like the idea, Noreen, uh, as part of your your reflection early on, was the whole idea of don't miss the time that we've got now. God is saying, okay, it's okay to be with me now because I'm going to be too busy in July and August and so on and so forth. And I think that's so mm-hmm. true. We keep on saying, well, no, I must keep on doing what, what the world's trying to do, uh, what the world's trying mm-hmm. to tell me to do. And I keep on forgetting. And it, it, I suppose it, it's a thing that we've forgotten in our culture, maybe for a long time now, is that that idea of just staying silent or turning that stuff off, turning off the noise and trying mm-hmm. to stay with ourselves or reading a book or whatever it might be. We sometimes are, 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 are guided into this idea, well, if I don't watch this program or listen to this, then I, I'm going to be out of it. And I'm going to be mm-hmm. out. Well, maybe I should be out of that ring because yeah. I, I, I'm... But I love the whole idea, just going back again, but I might be too busy now. I, I might be too busy in July. I, I, that's one thing that I take away from this. Mm. You know, if I, if I just take the time now, and it's genuine, and it's okay to be genuine. And I, I, the other idea that I like, too, of the idea that the snow, that the snow drop didn't just appear. Mm. Just like ourselves, just like all the stuff that's going on within ourselves, all, all, all these ideas that we have and all these thoughts that we have, and maybe God working with us. It's not just happening now. That's been happening all the way through our life. And all the people that have come in and helped us and tried to put us into shape and so on and so forth. 
<laughs> trust in God and see how slow God works was another expression you came up with. I like it. Yeah, thanks. thanks for knowing. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, so, Jenny, I suppose I do want to give people permission to be exactly as they are. I'd hate it to sound like I'm saying put a good spin on it and it'll be fine. But just to, I, I think that reeling of trusting that God is is here now is is the heart of it, um, and that if we're struggling, uh, I, I mean, I'd be very conscious that when we get still, one of the difficulties is a discomfort arises in us. That's why that's why all of us struggle with meditation or center in prayer. So it's not that we want it to be easy, but when the discomfort arises and we go. My head is so big. I can't be quiet. I, I can't Then we say, Lord, I know you're here with me. Will you stay with me as I try again? Will you stay with me as I try again? But that's all we're saying. That's all we're doing. Um, we're, not, we're not taking away the discomfort. But actually, there's, we know ourselves there's truth and there's love and there's healing in staying in the ordinary. You know, each day when we take a half an hour, 10 minutes, whatever we take to be still to pray, the first few times kill us. So we're in in the January and the bit of it is, should we keep ourselves busy? And normally we can busy our way out of this. But God has given us a moment where you can do nothing. <laughs> so please God for people in where there's discomfort or loneliness or hurt that in staying with God, there might be blessing. You know, I mean, I, I think when we talk about ordinary times, sometimes we think everything's over. But we've had the baptism of our Lord and the wedding feast of Cana coming up. So all the ordinary stuff is where God's in. God's in all of that, too these ordinary moments with us. Uh, thanks that I've given uh, to the Lord for the last year has been the things like Zoom. I mean, people thought, oh, you must be bored now, nothing's going on. But for me personally, I've had a new life. I've had all these Zoom, Zoom you know, resources from here and there and other people coming in and expressing their ideas and their encouragement. And I think that's the thing that would help me with, with silence anyway, is the accompaniment of other people. Look, guy, I've been there and I know what it's like and it isn't easy. You know, so, so th- there are times when, I, okay, the Lord works slowly, but he's there, says you. Mm-hmm. And if I hang in there, I might just notice this email coming from Noreen Lynch advising me that something's happening in her neck of the woods and maybe I want to... Is that, a, is that a hint for you to maybe give us a few ideas maybe of what you've got you've got in your well, neck of the woods? After all that talk of calm and quiet, I'm going to talk about what we're doing in the spirituality house. All right. Is that okay? Have yeah, we time? Let's hear it. That, that's great. So thanks. It's, uh, I mean, it's lovely, just the balance. We're, we're just working this out as we go. I have that real sense of being on the Emmaus journey together. And as you say, the, the important thing is community. You know, wherever two or three are, you know, the Trinity is with us. So I want to tell you a couple of bits about what's happening in uh, the centre. Um, just to say that we have decided that for January, we'll keep our events online. So there's an advantage in that because it means that people can actually um, come online who might not be able to physically get to Spanish Point. So we have the FCJ Spirituality House, which is the summer home of the FCJ Sisters in Spanish Point in West Clare. Um we have Facebook page, Eventbrite, all of those different things. I'll give you the links, John, that if you want to add them to what's going out. But I'll, the main thing, the phone number probably is the easiest is 087-447-9115. So the kind of things that we're doing at the moment is on Tuesday and Thursday morning, we have a half an hour morning meditation at 11 o'clock. It's free. People just go into our Eventbrite page. They look up FCJ Spirituality House. They find us. Or you can ring me if you're not clear. 
you get a free link. You can watch it. We're also on starting on this thir- starting on Thursday. We've just started actually. We're going to do the journey of the universe, and that is an amazing opportunity. There's a great program in Yale University, which was created um, with Brian Swim and Mary Evelyn Tucker. Real like in international level stuff that you're able to audit the course for free. So sit in and, and, and do the course for free. You pay if you want to get a certificate. So I contacted them and said, if we were sitting in our sitting room at Spanish Point and there happened to be 10 people sitting around the television, is it okay to do this? And they were so positive and enthusiastic. So what we have is we have a 20 week course. We're going to do it online because we can't physically meet. When we can meet, we'll, we'll try meeting in person. Um, but it's going to be an hour of a Thursday afternoon. Again, it's free because everything we have was given to us. So we, you know, we're only sharing the good news. And it's tracing the story of the universe and the gift really of this, um, as one of the uh, speakers said so well, he said, all the scientists are off doing their own little corner. One fellow's talking about how mountains were made. Another fellow's talking about why animals have, have, have childhood now when other animals didn't. Another fellow's talking about language. Another guy's talking about how the stars were made. And what they've tried to do, this is the Yale um, School of Interfaith, um, inter- Religion Interfaith. They're talking about one common story for how the world was created. And it's hugely inspiring. It's beautiful. You, you watch things about the Big Bang, the flare and forth, all of that stuff about how stars were made, about how humans came to be on the earth. And you begin to notice just the patterns and the beauty and how life was able to make sense of itself. So if you have any kind of curiosity around that, I think you'll find that a really interesting and very stress-free. I'm going to treat it very much as, as childlike wonder and awe is what we're, we're aiming for. So that sense of playing, of coming along on Thursdays at three, and have about half an hour of an input of a video that, that's going to, it's really lovely quality. And then just a little bit of sharing what strikes us and a reflection to finish. So again, that's up on our Eventbrite page. There's a lovely course coming up. Um, Anne O'Reilly is doing Poets, Saints and Mystics, a journey into the heart of it all. And Anne has done uh, different courses in creative writing and poetry and mindfulness and spirituality, lots of different things. So I asked her just to do something that would be inspiring for people. So she'll share a number of different poems each week and invite people to share things that strike them um, with that mix from Hildegard being into Leonard Cohen. It'll be a great, a great mix altogether. Um, Fanula Quinn then uh, on the 22nd of January is doing a Saturday afternoon on centering prayer. So again, a lot of people would say to me, I'd love to be able to meditate or pray, but I don't know where to begin. And Fanula does a very practical, simple course. It's from two to five in the afternoon on Saturday, the 22nd. She's talking about it from the Christian meditation perspective, taking a mantra and she'll give four short inputs with the time of stillness in between them. And then for the group that's there, she'll offer to meet them twice more to help them on their journey. So I think very accessible, very positive kind of an an event for people who are saying, I'd really like to be able to do this. I don't know where to begin. And then I'll just mention two more. Um, One is on the 26th of January. uh, Donald Doerr is joining me again. We did a couple of events last year that were very popular. Um, where we hosted just different reflection evenings. And Donald has a great ability. Um, He's a Kiltegan priest. Donald is in his late 80s at this stage. Uh, But he's a very sprightly man, goes around on his bicycle every day. And uh, he um, has done huge work. His latest book (coughs) from last year was A New Creed, A Theology to Support um, the the, the New Language of of Cosmology, of the the, the Understanding of the World um, in Terms of Laudato Si'. And he did some really good stuff. So he's offered to do it once a month to do an online session with us. And I said to him, what do you think we should talk about in January? And he said, Noreen, I think in the current time, the most radical thing we could do is to insist on talking about love. 
So we're going to have an evening on reflection on love. And I think it's true because we've got quite used to fear, you know. If you go in further, the last thing I say is that we have a number of St. Bridget's Day things. We're going to make St. Bridget's crosses in person and we're going to have Dear Jenny Canada down to do um, some mornings. On, we've said two mornings on St. Bridget's Day so people can kind of come for a shorter time rather than having a full day. So there are a number, there's lots of other bits and pieces, but I'll stop talking now. Know that you're welcome. 87 447 uh, or if you're on Facebook, we have a Facebook page at fcjspirit.ie will find us. Thanks a million. I got a lot in there. <laughs> I mean, you're very, very busy. Um, you know, considering that um, you've only really started up there just the last few months, haven't you? Yeah. Well done, well done. Looking forward to some of that now. I mean, uh, my wife is looking over here at me now and saying, well, I wasn't very good at making this in British classes last year. Maybe I should attend that. I might just join yeah, that one that's to that's improve that's my skills on making. <laughs> but yeah, that, 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 Come that, up and visit. that sounds great. I mean, even that sort of meditation online, um, you know, didn't know if that would work, yeah. but that's working and, and you, you've just started it, yeah? It is. We started it. We started, it was one of the things I was very conscious yeah. of, to be honest, John. Because the the place is, is the sisters would come every year for summer holidays, yes. but also a lot of Ignatian retreats, which would be silent retreats. So I felt to honour the silence was important because there was a beautiful peace when you came into the place. So I've kind of tried to hold Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now we've had it at different times. And as things settle down, I think come September, we'll have a better sense of when, what times of the day. But I'd really like for there to be meditation quite regularly in the place that so people could just come in and be still. Because I think that's one of the gifts that we have to offer in the world that insists you only do things that are like productive and busy. And be still and have a cup of tea. No drama. I tell you, we'll, we'll certainly put that information, Shane, up on our podcast. Yeah. And let people yeah, know the phone number and the link. And I might even spread it around it to a few more people rather than that. You know, there's a few more people that know around the place and I might just open my mouth about it. Uh, time for us maybe to go for a second piece of music. Noreen. Have you got another piece of music you'd like us to listen to, please? Yeah, um, the piece of music I've brought is uh, the hymn Christ Be Beside Me, sung by James Kilban, because it just struck me that really that's the piece for January. And, and you both captured it so well, that sense of just being in the present and, and Christ Be Beside Me, recognising that that was all Patrick prayed for in the middle of all he was going through and all that was going on. Just if you're with me, we can do it together. Um, and I, I think so many of us know that in life. If you're with me, we can do it together. Um, and if we're finding ourselves feeling alone or finding ourselves struggling, that we might come back to this hymn and just pray it with Patrick and say that think of all as, as Shane does the saints every week. So many people who we, we don't know all their stories, but we know that they stayed faithful and that God stayed faithful to them. Um, so we sing Christ be beside me. Well, listen, thanks a lot for that, Noreen. We'll come back and join us again in part three, where we read and reflect on the word of God. Christ be beside me, Christ be before me, Christ be behind me, King of my heart. Christ be within me, Christ be below me, Christ be above me, never to part. 
Christ on my right hand, Christ on my left hand, Christ all around me, shield in my strife, Christ in my sleeping, Christ in my sitting, Christ in my rising, light of my life. Christ be in all hearts thinking about me. Christ be in all that see me, in ears that hear me, Christ ever be.